This week on the Lords of Grantham podcast, we kick off coverage of Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. We will cover it week by week, episode by episode. And so today we're talking about episode one of the show. Let's go. We didn't think it would happen, but we're back to the world of Bridgerton. Corey, how's it going? It's going okay. How about you, Dave? Good, good. It is going well. And we have a new king, finally, coronated. It's happened. It's happened. King Charles is king. I mean, I guess you can't say Prince Charles. I guess you could say Prince Charles is king. Either way, it is King Charles now. Uh, Dave, did you watch any of the coronation? Just snippets. And I, I saw what I saw. You know, I, I kind of intended to sit down and watch some of it a little more seriously, but it's a lot to watch. <laughs> what snippets did you see? Um, Just like background to the news, like him sitting. I didn't, you know, I didn't turn on anything <laughs> specifically. A lot of, you know, him holding scepters and, and Camilla, the meme about Camilla being the queen of the long game I saw about a thousand times. It's a weird thing where, like, after all the hype, it really is just this long, drawn-out process <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, without much uh, excitement to it. Although, the anointment, I thought, was interesting. And I don't know if you saw this part, Dave, but it's the most sacred part of the whole uh, process where they put up essentially a partition around him, and it's hidden. And they did this uh, for they do this all for all the royalty um and they're actually going to do this in public for the first time but then they said you know what last minute let's keep it private and then, i don't know if you remember this day but they did this on the crown they they yeah, took I remember this, that the sacred oil the the was it the chrism <laughs> and uh they put it on their hands their head and their chest and you see beforehand too like you know charles is like dressing down and stuff like that and then he goes behind the partition and then, you know, he, he's like a body guy. They're just rubbing and lathering him up in oil back there to be king. Camilla's like, whoa, man, looking mighty buff today, Charles. <laughs> I, I think, she, well, she gets anointed, anointed too. I don't know if they go all handsy with her there. I, I can't find that. But um, they did change it up this time. The, the coronation oil did not include intestinal wax of uh, sperm whales this time, nor secretions from civets. So they they left that out because Charles is he's a humanist for you know the world loves nature anim, animals he didn't want the intestinal wax of sperm whales riding on his body. That seems like some like Clone Wars stuff. You let the let the snails walk all over your body. <laughs> Whatever makes you stronger, you know. Um, He's the king now, and they they had the celebration. We got Lionel Richie out there singing "Easy" and uh, all night long, and then great Perry. royal music. <laughs> yeah, Katy Perry doing. I mean, what other songs could she really do? Roar and Firework. I don't think they're gonna have her doing California Girls out there. Um, Maybe she'll do "I Kissed a Girl." That would have been the one to do. Could have been, uh, and, and and then trade off the <laughs> king appeared on American Idol to say hello 
which I, I don't think that's a necessarily even trade. <laughs> I don't think he realizes how bottom of the barrel American Idol currently is in, in the States here. Well, they had Maverick fly by, too. <laughs> they did. They did. It. You, you can be my wingman anytime, Majesty, Tom Cruise said. <laughs> and you can tell that he filmed that at the same time as he filmed his MTV Awards uh, acceptance speech for, for Best Actor. <laughs> now, do you think they, t- they photoshopped out the golden popcorn, or do you think they photoshopped in the golden popcorn? Well, you or can do you think see, he just moved can, it? You can see the circular area where the golden popcorn was sitting for the other clip. He's wearing the same clothes. So there must have been something where he just pulled it back out of the way or something, or they just lowered it. But it was definitely the same <laughs> sequence. Uh, yeah, imagine you're Tom Cruise and you're like, yeah, I can I can do this thing for MTV. I'm also doing a thing for King Charles. And I'm like, and all I, right. But I won't go to the Oscars. Not going to do it. <laughs> okay. That's our man, though. <laughs> That's our American royalty right there. Um, and so yeah, he is he is the king now. And Dave, I did bring uh, I brought back for me from England uh, some butterscotch biscuits, uh, official That's coronation right. butterscotch. You butterscotch know, King biscuits. George was was popping these things like like King Charles and grapes. King Charles, King wrong. Sorry, King George is long. I'm getting gone, ahead <laughs> of myself. Well, King George, we'll talk about King George. One of the King Georges. Uh, Dave, did you like the butterscotch cookie? Did it taste like what King Charles would be eating? Well, you you gave it to me in a paper towel as we were driving <laughs> to a friend's house. Very unceremonious. So, well, it's like um, if you ever had a, for all my Catholic friends out there, if you ever have like a sick relative or something, and some you bring them the the host, and mm-hmm. it's just like very unceremonious. Like here's this thing that typically you would be given by a priest. So it's like you handed me this like cookie, in a, and it was good. It was fine. I think it might have been good dipped in a a, a hot like a coffee. Mm. Might have been good, like a proper biscuit. Yeah, I mean, I don't drink tea very much unless I have I have no other choice. But yeah, I think that might you know I think it was good. It was fine. Like I think you said it was a little too sweet for you, a little too a little bit butterscotchy. Too yeah, and I I did pick up clotted cream fudge, but I have not brought myself to consume it yet. Just something about the idea of clotted uh, as the key operational word there, where it's like I don't know about this. Hmm. But listeners, like, a, like yeah. a car bomb, the Irish car bomb drink. Yeah, it's you too drink thick. It four clots. <laughs> but listeners have have heard enough of us talking about this coronation. They want to hear what we're here to talk about, which is Bridgerton, Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. And, and for those of, the, of you searching out there, no, we did not cover Bridgerton season two. We meant to get around to it, but we were too consumed with Pole Dark, and now. I've been hearing all this buzz about Queen Charlotte. It's the hot show to watch. Everyone loves it. It's gotten rave review, uh-huh. reviews. It, it, Bridgerton is suddenly back, more than it, than it was last season. So we are here to talk about it week by week, piece by piece, consuming it slowly. As, as Netflix would like us to do. Stretch it out over the course of six weeks. I mean, we're, we're keeping it in the top ten. That's the, that's the goal here, right? Oh, yeah. we can. I mean, we can do that. We're not getting paid by Netflix, folks. By the way, either we're we're keeping it real here with our with our thoughts. Um, so, Julie Andrews is back narrating the show. She's eighty eight years old, Dave. She she hasn't missed a beat. <laughs> How much do you think she's getting paid for this at this point to keep coming back? 
Well, she she's they probably go to her. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's getting paid all that much. I think she's probably getting what fifty k, seventy five k. I mean, it's Julie Andrews. It's the Sound of Music. You got to, I think, six figures at least. Okay. But low six figures because she's reading. Like, she comes in and basically gives, like, a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge that the crown didn't do. Mm-hmm. Where the episode begins with her talking about how, you know, this is not history. This is a fictionalized version and, and extrapolation of history. And then that's, we hear from her in the in the flash forwards. But... You know, it's it's like, I feel like to pay a lot of money for that, I mean, I know Shonda's got deep, deep, deep pockets, but. Yeah. I I, I really did love that they had this preface here. Because one thing I already see is people out with their pitchforks online saying, well, King George, back then, he had slaves. He was a bad person and stuff. And it's like, did you not see the intro to the show? <laughs> it, it is inspired by fact okay we're, we're not going by the book here this is a uh-huh. fantasy uh yes indeed and it owes to history but it's not following history enjoy as she says yeah just to take a load off enjoy the pulpiness and to that point we, charlotte as we find in this episode is from germany not a lick of german spoke in this episode <laughs> or german no, accents. there is what do they keep saying uh leapchen Mm-hmm. Adolphus. Yep. You know, it's all German to me. Yeah, that's just like a term of endearment in German. That's like one slang phrase, but they don't do any accents. They don't. They don't put anything on to try to make it appear mm-hmm. like it's German at right. all. <laughs> Not at all. And so the the first sight we see of uh, Charlotte as young Charlotte. She's creeping around a, a house. Um, she sees uh, something being signed behind the doors. You know, she's not supposed to be seeing this and then backs herself up and then tips over a, a big bust and then she's running away. Uh-huh. I don't know exactly what this was in reference to quite yet. I don't know if this is a, a flash forward or, or what. Dave, did you make out what was going on. Yeah, that's on her scene. making the deal that or rather that's Adolphus oh. making the the marriage deal. That's right. Okay. Cuz they they cut away as soon as the scene concludes. And you're right. Yeah. So so, so yeah, that's her yeah. talking to that's the marriage uh, contract being agreed upon. Mm, okay. And so they immediately though flash to the, to, to the future though with older Charlotte. Mhm. Who we've uh, seen in in Bridgerton proper. Yep. And she's gotten news that her youngest grandchild is dead. As well as her daughter-in-law. Right. Who was giving birth to another baby that did not survive it either. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's an emergency. She needs to have a kid. She has all these children, but apparently none of them have had children. And we'll get to more, to more of that later. Because we jump back immediately. Yeah. Now, did you expect there to be modern Bridgerton stuff? I, I really wasn't sure that there was going to be follow, you know, continuation of the at least the Queen Charlotte and the current Bridgerton timeline. I was aware that the modern actors would appear in the show, but I thought it'd be more of a bookend type of thing, like uh, Young Indiana Jones, where they show up to be like, "Oh, I remember way back when." I didn't expect it to be an ongoing plot uh, part of the 
the, what we're watching currently. Um, and yeah, to be honest, the way they kind of jumped to the future and back felt a little clumsy. I think they could have maybe introduced that a little bit better, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll see how it plays out in the greater whole of the show. Yeah. So, as you're saying, Dave, we bounce back, and now we see her talking to uh, her brother about the paperwork that he she saw him signing right then. Yeah, they're on there uh, in the carriage on the way to London for this arranged marriage, and we get the exposition dump that she, uh, her brother Adolphus is kind of her keeper because their parents are dead. Mm-hmm. And we, through this sort of exposition, we find out that she does not, you know, she doesn't like the prim and proper. She complains about the bones and the dress and how if she emotes too much or moves too much, she will die. You know, it's all she's putting on this show saying, like, you're forcing me to do this thing. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I wish I didn't have to do it. Yeah, I, I I do wonder how much uh, the corset would actually kill her. I think it's more just her complaining. But folks, prove me prove me wrong and tell me about the whalebone. Yeah, we're two men. We really have no <laughs> no dog in the fight regarding corset discussion. Yeah, I, I know they're painful from from what I've heard. I I just the whalebone thing is news to me. But yeah, she's emotional. She can't breathe as she says, and is mystified as to why someone would come across a continent for her. Because as we here they're from Germany, and this is the the British king. Um, and all we know is that she's special somehow. Maybe there's something. About her. There's something about her. Uh, so yeah, he has signed a betrothal con- betrothal contract, and so pretty much she's locked in. And she's like, I would rather kill myself than get married. <laughs> All Wait. she got to do is wriggle around. To kill herself. <laughs> She's dead. That's all. And he, he, you know, they talk like mom and pop aren't in the picture. They're, they're dead. Uh, and so he's like, you can't make any decisions. I'm the daddy. I'm in charge. I'm your brother. <laughs> Not you. Uh, they're the British Empire. Understand your place in the world. You're German. Okay. They run the show. Indeed. So you have no choice with this betrothal. Uh, so yeah, it could go either way. This could be a good thing for her. It could be a bad thing for her. And well, so we get he, there. We, yeah. We, you know, we seems to be that where he, he, he does say though, there's worse fates than marrying the King of England. Okay. Just, just, just yeah, you know, yeah. do your duty for your country, for Germany. Mm-hmm. And he never seems, we never really lean into the fact that, and I think Bridgerton on the whole kind of doesn't really lean into the fact that like is this sort of attitude from a woman appropriate of the time you know mm. would that would she really be like i don't like wearing this or would it just be like oh no you're a female <laughs> do as you're told yeah how fictionalized does shonda make it i mean i know we're probably a couple yeah we're a couple hundred years removed from it but just think about british royalty back then and how they treated their wives. Just think about how Henry killed so many wives and stuff like that because mm-hmm. they didn't produce a, a male heir. You know, in between, we, we had, I think, was it Elizabeth and, and some other uh, better rulers, but I can see some hesitation. Like, there's a lot of pressure to produce a, a male baby and being locked into that whole situation, let alone with a man you may not even like. So I can understand uh-huh. her being like, I don't want to be part of this in the first place. So 
so I think it's accurate, maybe best accurate to say like, even back then, this woman probably did have reservations about these things. It may not have been forwardly put out there, but I could see a conversation yeah. happening like this between maybe siblings. <laughs> um, so I, I hope that, that those kind of conversations happened back then, but it definitely wasn't on Front Street like, hey, I'm not into this marriage situation of yeah, being signed yeah. away. But then we get to London. The the, the situation begins and we meet uh, Brimsley. Hmm. Who always has to stay eight paces behind Queen Charlotte, and she's very much a sort of fellowsy, you know, period drama, modern values character where she's like, "Talk to me, tell me, tell me things. Why are you walking behind me? Why can't you walk with me?" Where, again, I think it's a bit of a stretch that this she is of royalty. She's been basically like chosen for this role and she has no clue that she's going to have a servant that's going to be there and no clue how to talk to servants because she's kind of gruff to these people not like rude but like she to the point there. no exactly and I, I did mess it up because it was after the carriage scene that they jump ahead to the future it wasn't like immediately mm-hmm. that one that one I, I jumped ahead for there for a minute but all of a sudden we covered the bases there uh, but we are introduced uh, to the lady from Game of Thrones. Uh, Princess Augusta? Yes. Uh, also, Caitlin Stark, who you may know her as from, from Game of Thrones. Oh, that's who it was. Okay. Yeah. From the, the, the Red Wedding, you know? Uh, and she's she's judging uh, Charlotte. She's you know, checking her teeth. It's like, the hips look good. That means she'll be able to have a lot of babies. As many babies as possible for her son. Just look at those hips. Mm-hmm. And we learned from the flash forward... That she had 13 kids. The hips don't lie, Eesh. as they say. Um, but yeah, they're talking about the gowns. They're already planning for the wedding. She's going to be in this immediately. Uh, but as soon as she leaves the room, though, after they look her up and down, there's a discussion of, she's brown. She's really brown. More blood. Uh Will people talk about this? Is this going to be a problem? Yeah. So, so I I forgot. You know, it's been a while since we watched Bridgerton, mm. and the sort of negative backlash towards season two made me forget whether or not the Bridgerton casting is colorblind or just a a part of the story. And <sighs> this reinforces that it's not colorblind. It is part of the narrative. Yeah. But I think is it supposed to be like. You know, like allegorical of German people or just people that weren't like pure blood. So I don't think they're colorblind necessarily. Uh, I think in season one, it's it's more of like accepted, like you know, people can date whoever they want to date. It's whatever. It's it's very yeah. Well, it, yeah, that's the, a generation ahead too. Yeah, exactly. I th- I think here this is the the Shonda uh, effect. Shonda Rhimes because she's the the showrunner on this one for the first time of the these series. Even though she produced them all, this is the first time she's writing them. So I think she's she's just bringing in like we we know what you may be thinking, and this is definitely what they were probably thinking back then. So let let's make note of this, and they're pretty quick to kind of nip it in the bud because um, Augusta is just like whatever. My son's gonna marry her. She's gonna be able to have babies. Doesn't matter. Yeah, like it's not a huge issue. It's just more. It seems more of a class issue than it does a color issue. They do talk yeah. about this, and and from there we meet 
and and a, a shocking scene considering we have been watching Poldark and and uh, the Gilded Age. Uh, we meet young Agatha Danbury getting mm-hmm. you know in an uncomfortable position with her husband who is much older than her. Yeah, they're they're, they're doing work in bed. Uh huh. And he, it more or less looks like he's just humping around because he's an old man. And yep, and she's sitting there just like taking it. Yep, okay. Bored. Okay. And, and to put a chair on top, he removes his teeth. Yeah. And but, and this made yeah. me remember how how much I you know Lady Lady Danbury is such a good character. Mm-hmm. In Bridgerton, one of the the better motherly characters of that show, mm-hmm. but you see how she sort of became because after this, you know, situ the little session in the bedroom. Her maid sweeps her off her feet and brings her to the bath to get ready because she's one of these people that the Queen Mother, Princess Augusta, has invited last minute to the wedding to ingratiate the darker skinned people with the lighter skinned people. Yeah, to well the idea is that she would be part of her court, the the Queen's court. Mm-hmm. So someone in her corner can fight for her and, and speak up for her. Uh, but it's it's a very good introduction because she's she definitely seems like she's comfortable in her life and and so this whole invitation is a little like huh <laughs> uh, what am I supposed to do here um she she to has show yet, up yeah she but she has yet to level up to the position we see her her in Bridgerton where uh-huh. she's of great importance and we see that this this uh romantic session with her husband comes from the fact that he is she says to her maid like I was completely blindsided what Mm -hmm. the heck and it seems to be because he was so fired up about getting the wedding invitation that he his hormones got the best of him and even in his advanced age hey man it happens she is attractive I'm just going to say that as a dude man (laughs) that's the only thing I'm going to add to say there man she is Mm -hmm. Agatha Danbury hell yeah (laughs) um but Ar- Arsima Thomas or Arsima Thomas, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Yeah, that's the actress's name, actor's name. Uh, so anyway, she yeah, she's called to to go to the this uh, wedding essentially, and there there is where where she'll meet Charlotte. Um, but uh, what is it? What's Charlotte's it? not so thrilled. She's she's try- no. they they tell her that she can't wear this French dress that she has made. Mm-hmm. So she's going through all these emotions. She goes outside, and you know, despite the fact that Brimsley is is being vague and stuff, she she's she's had enough, and she yeah. goes out into the courtyard, and she's sizing up a tree that's crawling over the wall. Mm. Wherein we have uh, a little meet cute happens, if you will. Yeah. Where a, a handsome man dressed to the nines uh, starts talking man. to her about what's I, going on. What are you trying to do? Yeah. It's the actor Corey. Another Corey. Milkreast. Mm-hmm. This guy's handsome, too. I mean, Netflix is not. Yeah, he's a hunk. Netflix does not hold back on casting handsome people. They they really do. This guy, if you look at his IMDb, has like no credits, uh, just like one or two things. And you just think about it. This scene here, where essentially he has to establish a rapport with uh, Charlotte, 
they have real charisma. This guy has real charm. And it's like, how did they find mm-hmm. this guy? <laughs> um, because she's trying to hop that fence and he's like, Oh, do you need my assistance? Can I help you out? Uh, and he's like, no, I'm not going to help you go over the wall. You know, so you don't have to marry someone. He's like, I'm George. I'm the you, one. You sure about that? <laughs> yeah. You sure you want to climb a wall? Um, and, 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 and they go back and forth about, mm-hmm. you know, they, they joke about it. It is very meat cutie. It is like, oh, you're the guy. You're handsome and you're charming and you seem very nice. Call me George. You don't have to call me your majesty. Mm-hmm. He loves mutton. He loves books yeah, and science. Yeah, food is mutton. <laughs> he loves farming and riding horses. And he's also ne- nervous about marrying his wife as well. It's like, oh, okay. Wow, you're a person too. <laughs> Good haircut. Um, yeah, good haircut, good outfit. He's looking sharp. Yeah. doesn't quite look like a royal haircut, but I think it's, you know, what they're going for is something attractive. It's a Shonda haircut for sure. It's yeah. a Bridgerton haircut. And so, like, within a, within a second, within the drop of a hat, she's like, you know what? I can marry this guy. <laughs> now well, I see what I'm working with. comes running back, and he's like, what the heck is going on? Everyone's working. Oh. They're in. They're all in. And so we see them get married. So we have a and, wedding. And yeah. she changes her dress to that French dress that she talked about before. Mm-hmm. She puts her hair out, looks great, has a nice tiara tucked in a sort of poofier, more Afro-y haircut than the one that, the traditional European one that Princess Augusta wanted her to be in. Mm-hmm. To which we see a little eye rolly from Princess Augusta. She's not too thrilled. Yep. Agatha Danbury, she introduces herself to Charlotte, saying that she'll be in her court. So if you send for me, I'll come. We yeah, and, and she's friends. well, she's Agatha Danbury, and she says, "Well, you're going to be Lady Agatha, Lord and Lady Agatha Danbury soon." Yeah. <laughs> level so up. She's about to level up. And we really just get a long montage of the wedding, uh, set to an orchestral version of uh, Beyonce's "Halo." at the wedding mm-hmm. which I was glad that we, we pulled this thing back because that was one of the things that I think Bridgerton did pretty well was uh, mm-hmm. the West worldy you know use modern music but make it period appropriate anachronistic use of music yeah I, mm-hmm. I I was just thinking the whole time how much did they shell out for Beyonce's Halo that was a huge like song uh, does probably just like Beyonce I'm taking it okay you good we good <laughs> I, I'll buy you possibly. dinner next time we see we hang out uh, yeah possibly <laughs> Um, and so George is, uh, you know, they have their dances and everything. And then George is like, we're going to, I'm going to show you this house here. We're going to check it out. He's like, I've got something I want to show you. It's like uh, something I got for it or something I want you to see. And then he's like, this house, this is your house. You you can Mm -hmm. slow down. (laughs) You, you you know, this is, I'm going to, we don't have to go out. (laughs) We don't have to go out, but I have to go to my estate queue, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you can stay here. This is gigantic, this place. I can show you around for a second, but I got to go. I got my own home. Uh, well, also, before this happens, when Lady Danbury is walking out of the wedding, mm-hmm. she leans in close and she goes, be careful. To which Charlotte is like, what are you talking about? What's going on? Yeah. And, and then we're whisked away into this uh, come see your house that was remodeled for you. And to be honest, this does come out of nowhere. It's just like, wait, why doesn't he want to spend the night or hang out with her? Because she even says, like, aren't we supposed to perform our 
uh, you know, married duties here. Mm-hmm. And he's, he gets angry. <coughs> Sorry. <sighs> he, he seems to be, like, very frustrated with her in that moment. Like, fine, I'll go to the... Let's, let's fine, do it. And she's like, hey, calm down. Mm-hmm. And this is the first... He gets frustrated with her about, like, no, I have my life. I'm leaving. I'm going to kill. I'm hanging out with my boy Mike. And you... You're gonna be here. This is, is, is where that, you live. Is that your immediate thought, Dave? That he has like a side side girl, yeah, Camilla. Well, I don't know if he's giving me side girl vibes. Oh, side thing vibes. Yeah, side maybe boy. Okay. I mean, sure, why not? Um, but yeah, he's he's not staying staying the night, and she says George, and he's like, "I am your Majesty," which. Flip of the dime, flip of the dime there, where like this guy had said you can call me George, and now he's using like the whole majesty thing. Turns mm-hmm. out that was all a bunch of BS there. Of, like I'm on the level, maybe. We'll see where this goes. I mean, I think we're gonna get more into the weeds about what their relationship is actually like, but mm-hmm. it seems as though this is all very reactionary, and I think that we're he's not in total control. I think he's. He's he's okay, you know, like he has the power, but he's also like an anxious kid. Yeah, and and this is where the episode kind of leaves young Charlotte. She's kind of regretting her decision that maybe she should have gone over the wall. Yeah, and we do jump ahead though back to older Charlotte, where she's rallying the troops of all her children. It's uh, it's not even eleven in the morning, and it's a tall ask for them because none of them seem to seem to be sober. Yeah. And we see, you know, we see kind of young Brimsley is is before the flash forward. He's kind of like, oh boy, this <laughs> is my life, you know? And then we right. flash forward to old Brimsley. Yep. And he's there saying, yeah. like, they're all here. And she goes, it's, are, they, are they drunk? I mean, young Brimsley mm-hmm. looks like he's a guy who puts a lot of steps in. He's definitely hitting his 10,000 number every day. Oh, absolutely. A- no doubt about it. I don't know how he puts on all that weight in the intervening years. I don't believe that. Just saying. Well, he he's in advanced age. He's probably in his sixties or seventies at that point. By the time we see him, so he's still doing ten thousand steps a day, man. That's supposed to keep the weight off. Who know? Well, may, well, what's her name? Queen Charlotte's walking less. She's yeah, sitting around true. more. She's all doped up, as we saw in Bridgerton. She's getting the snuff box. That that is true. He's got a lot less uh, walking to do, mm. and more just ha- hovering in the corner. But we got all these kids here, mm-hmm. all of her kids, and, and and to your point, Dave, on the colorblindness on the, uh, of the show, a lot of the kids are just straight up white. <laughs> like, there's not even like mixed skin or anything. It's just like, oh yeah, yeah. there's just a bunch <laughs> of white kids. Hey, maybe we'll dive into that further. Who knows? That's whatever they want to choose. Yeah. Um, but one they say like we have lives to which she's like fornicating with mistresses and making bastards. Like, come on, that ain't that ain't life. And we we another you know we see that and whistle down comments on it that the queen had already always played such an active role in the matchmaking game in the world. It's, can she find herself a an heir for one mm-hmm. of her kids? Can she use her skills on the actual kids? And we see that Queen Charlotte is upset that Whistledown is now reporting on this situation following the death of her daughter-in-law or daughter and and the the infant yeah 
She says, we got a record. What is it? You forgot how, how brutal the language in the show is. Mm-hmm. And when she says, we got virgins to the left and whores to the right. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Call it like she sees it. But it's time for mm-hmm. them to get to work and, and find some significant others. Because they got to produce yes, a success. Yes, good, good partners. Or else the line is going to die right there. And then I like that the the her son that lost his wife is is right by her, and every time she brings it up, she starts bawling his eyes out, and she's like, respectfully, respectfully. Yeah. <laughs> it shows, you know, like she's she's got she doesn't have time to mourn, you know, like the got to go to work. The weight of all of these years of being the sort of social queen, as we we've, we've learned from both Bridgerton and we're seeing the the place being set in this this younger version is that you know she doesn't have time to emote she's got a job yeah. to do she's got to know her role and shut her mouth yep and so we'll see where it goes from there that that's the episode it's, it feels like there's less to talk about but part of that is i think because the, the wedding montage actually takes up a good five to ten minutes of this episode uh but yeah, did you did that's you like it, this? That's all. Did you like this? I episode? did. I I liked it a lot. I was super entertained. It moves. Mm-hmm. The cast is fun. I mean, I didn't love the fact that where you know the arbitrary German stuff. Like, if you're gonna fictionalize, go full blast. If you're gonna go colorblind and and all that, whatnot. Just who cares that they're you know stop saying leap chin. Just just <laughs> lean full into it. Yeah. But I did. What about you? Yeah, I thought it was solid. Uh, it felt uh, a little less whimsical than Bridgerton, where like I felt like Bridgerton could be a little bit, for me, cloying with some of its sweetness sometimes. This one feels a little bit more like, well, they already established the stakes off the top, and uh, yeah, I- I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, Shonda is sharp. That's one thing, you know, mm-hmm. having watched her write that uh, How to Get Away with Murder, like that's a very twisty show where they pull off some pretty crazy stuff. And, and you, this you again, like, you only watched several seasons of that, so you don't know how exactly to get away with murder. No. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> the last episode was like the final step. Like how, <laughs> how I met your mother. You just had to watch how to all get the way away through. with murder. To get, so if I ever do a murder, I'm not going to get away with it all the way. They're going to be like, you got 75% of the way there, but he didn't get away with murder. <laughs> but it does feel like, you know, she she's sharp and and. Her status in Hollywood is what it is for a reason. And this show makes you realize that. Like, you give her the helm after. Do you think it's reactionary because season two performed so poorly in the eyes of the critics? Well, I, I sent you a thread on Twitter uh, where people were saying, like, me tuning in to Queen Charlotte after having skipped season two of Bridgerton. And then a bunch of people clapping back saying, season two was better than season one. It's great. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which made me think, maybe we do need to revisit it at some point. But, um,. Well, if I, this picks up the pop culture zeitgeist of Bridgerton, then yeah, maybe we do. I, I do think this is a necessary pivot because there was a, a lack of buzz around the last season that the first season generated. I think a large large part of that was the whole of Regé Jean Page missing because uh, uh-huh. he had such magnetism that drew a lot of people into that first season uh, and his relationship uh, with Phoebe Dwyer. Um, so I think, because the thing is, that family, the pieces that they had in place are good and entertaining, but I think it's 
wise to try and find new leads that can maybe pull in viewers that are that have their own magnetism. And I think they kind of have that here. Um, particularly, I, I think um, the lead actress, India Rhea Martefo, uh, she's quite charming and, and strong, strong-willed, you can tell. So I, I think yeah, there's yeah. something for... And the spark she has with King George, uh, with this Corey guy... Um, suggests that maybe there is a kind of magnetism that can pull in people here. Yeah. So, we'll see. And long-time listeners know this. New listeners may not, but we do power rankings every week of the characters to see where they are, rising, falling, based on the stuff that happens in the episodes. can be whatever mm-hmm. is pulling them up or down. And so, Dave, who do you have falling this week? Well, starting on the bottom, I got to say our boy, 10,000 Steps, Mr. Brimsley. Oh, okay. He's got this new job with this pip of a young lady who is putting him through the motions and kind of ringing him out just for doing his job. And I, we see him in the end. It seems like he's he's not yet settled into this. So mm-hmm. I think he's got a big uphill battle to, to tame Queen Charlotte. What, what about <laughs> or you? Or just get on her good side. Yeah, um, yeah. And going down number three, I got Charlotte's granddaughter. Uh, didn't happen. D- didn't come to be a death. That'll always earn you a spot, typically on on the down rankings. <laughs> so it's a tough beat there, and it sets in motion the, the the plot for the show. So there you have it. Half the plot, yeah, yeah. And then going up, going you know, second worst, I got Princess Augusta, the queen queen mother. Mm. I think. I think she's biting off way more than she can chew with this Queen Charlotte. I think she's about to... She sees we're already getting some disobeying of the orders with the dress. Okay. She's she's very dehumanizing. She she does the pivot and gets the people of color into the wedding. But she's clearly the one playing the game more so than King George. And I think that Queen Charlotte is going to be a thorn in her side. Okay. Well, at number two, I got old Queen Charlotte. Her, her granddaughter's okay. dead. She needs to find a, a new, uh, you know, heir. And she needs to get her children to work. So it, it's a tough beat for her right now. Okay. Well, I got old Queen Charlotte as number one for everything you said. This is a, she's trying to whip 13, 13 kids into shape to mm. procreate in an appropriate way. Well, at number one going down, I got young Queen Charlotte. These are two different characters. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's just two different tracks. And for her, it's she got married into this situation where it seems like she, she got a bag of false goods here. You know, mm-hmm. he seems like he's a charming, might be a good husband, and then immediately turns on her and doesn't want to spend the night with her. And so she's feeling trapped. This has got to be a low for her that she needs to re- rebuild herself from because she's got nowhere else to go. She's married and locked into this guy now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, who do you got going up then, Corey? Number three, I got young King George. Okay. Uh, he's got some charm to him. He's a He seems likable up until the ending there. Either way, though, he has power. He said, I'm your majesty. I'm going to Kew Garden. Or Kew, or Kew, Kew Gardens is a location here <laughs> locally. <laughs> no, he's going to Kew. He's getting off that subway stop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so the guy... He owns the show. He's the king. So, King George, number three. All right. Well, I got uh, Lady Danbury of the young variety at number three mm. because 
she gets plucked from whatever her place is to being in the queen's court and she becomes a lady in one foul okay. swoop and we see that uh she she seems to be making the best of an unpleasant marriage that she's in and i think this is clearly a net positive for her all right well at number two i got adolphus this is a guy who has to help his uh, sister out and and convince her to get married when she clearly doesn't and He's got to carry on what his parents couldn't do, and he does it. He sees to it that she okay. gets married, puts her over the line, you know, pretty much lets her know what's up, even though she's very headstrong. Kudos to Adolphus doing what he needed to do for his parents. Could, could we have changed the name from Adolphus, though? <laughs> <laughs> to what? Dolph? No, any name that that's, doesn't have Adolf in it, maybe? You know, any other. <laughs> I know it's a, a traditional <laughs> German name, but. I don't know. I don't know how based on truth this is, but right. Let's it, it, let's play with this. You know, it, it screams. I'm trying to make the name of, of Adolf sound cool. <laughs> so Adolphus, Shonda, Ugh. you got something to tell us? Yeah. Well, despite what you may think, I've got young Queen Charlotte going up at number two. Okay. Because I think she's still. This whole thing is overwhelming. Hmm. We start the show where she's swept off in this outfit to meet her future husband and get married. We end the episode where she's in this house confused and upset at why her husband is leaving. But we're leaving out the fact that she gets this house and she has this really nice meet cute and she has this moment of individuality where she bucks the system and wears this European dress down the aisle despite being sure. told not to. I think she has a lot of positives in this episode. And it's sort of a, you know, the the ends are not great, but the middle is. So I think mm-hmm. that there's a lot of going up for her. Okay. Well, at number one going up, I got Agatha Danbury for the same reasons that you said. The thing is, that she's coming from just like not much going on in this boring life with this old man as her husband, um, Lord Danbury. And now she's getting called called up. This is her chance mm-hmm. to step in the ring and, and be uh, something more. And so she's got an opportunity here. So good on, on uh, you know, uh, D- Lady Danbury. She's going good somewhere. on Lady Danbury. Yeah, Agatha, let's go. How about well, you, I got, I, got, I got King George at number one because whether or not, you know, he, he makes a great first impression on, on his wife. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'm going to I'm going to my house. Like leave me alone. <laughs> I need my sleep. I'm going I'm back to my house. Well, wouldn't that be great if the reveal next week was just that he didn't sleep well the night before, so he just wants to go back to the bed that he knows. Yeah, it's like it, just, it always takes me like two nights at a hotel to get comfortable to truly get a good night's sleep. So this dude's just, like, I'm not sleeping in some brand new house, and it just turns you into a, a terrible crank when you can't get that sleep. <laughs> Yeah, he just has like a, a crick in his back from sleeping in and being nervous about the the wedding. Yeah, but he's a king, you know. This is the mm-hmm. he's a king. He's married off. It seems like one less problem for him to deal with, and he's going to queue. He's gonna hang out. Yeah. And the one last thing we should know is that this uh, episode ends with in memory of uh, Jacqueline Avant. Um, she is was the mother of the wife of Ted Sarandos, who's the owner of Netflix. So that's who okay. that was for. And I guess the, she was murdered, actually, in her late age by an intruder in her home. So, But she liked Bridgerton, she, so they pay in tribute. 
Well, that's nice, but terrible how she died. Yeah. So for anyone who's curious about that, there's that. But yeah, that was our our, our power rankings, and uh, that's all we got to say about that show for this week, and we'll return next week talking about more. But Dave, have you been watching anything else in the interim? To be honest, not too much this week. It's been kind of dry. Okay. Uh, a lot of busy, busy stuff going on around the around the Connecticut world. So mm-hmm. can't really say that I've been getting into much. I've been I'm behind on Succession. I'm behind on Barry. That's that's really all I got. What about you, Corey? Well, similar, but I will say I did watch WWE's Backlash this weekend with Bad Bunny. Oh, and I, yeah, I, I did that. <laughs> It is still astonishing to me that this guy, Bad Money, is literally one of our biggest pop stars in the world. You look at the charts, his songs are always up there. Everyone's listening to him. Uh, you know, if you're, I guess if you're young and hip for the most part. I don't know how many older people are listening to him. But the fact that this guy performs at Coachella at the end of April, goes to the Met Gala uh, the first Monday of May, and then within the same week he's in Puerto Rico in a San Juan street fight <laughs> to mm-hmm. an arena of thousands. That's that's work right, right there. That's, and it wasn't like a two-minute thing. It was like a substantial performance. He took a beating. Performance. <laughs> oh, he had thrown off like 10 feet through the air. Yeah, and this guy's dating a Kardashian right now too. Uh, I think Kylie. It's just like, it's insane. I don't think there's a celebrity, like there's no comp for that. Like a celebrity of his stature mm-hmm. just willingly throwing his body around in WWE and the match being so good is the craziest thing. It was so entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I watched it with and my mom. She performs. loved it. Yeah, so It's hard good. to not get wrapped up in it. He's, you know, it's the crowd is electric. And I'll just say this. Anyone who ever hears that Bad Bunny's wrestling in WWE or if you want us to check his matches, drop everything go watch. They're that entertaining. This guy's legit. Good music, too. Yeah. Yeah. But aside from that, I think we can wrap it up there, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to hear more of our podcasts, we, we've covered now The Crown, Downton Abbey. That's the foundation of this whole podcast. We just recently wrapped up Dark. We watched the first season of Bridgerton. Uh, Gilded Age, if you're an uh, HBO fan. We'll be covering that whenever it comes back. And you can find that anywhere where you get your podcasts. We have a whole archive on our Podbean website. Uh, and if you want to reach out to us, we're on Lord, uh, gmail.com, lordsofgrantham at gmail.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're out there. Uh, and leave us five-star ratings and reviews review if so choose. And we have a Patreon, too, if you want bonus content and join our Lords of Grantham Lounge on Facebook where we just continue to talk about this kind of stuff. That's right. Yeah. So... Thank you for tuning in. We hope to see you next week. Yeah.